can't be lost. We are, Frank. I've been lost before, and this is exactly what it looks like. Besides, I can cover you better from the rear. Oh, my rear would feel a whole lot safer if you were in front of it, sir. Now that's a handshake for you. Strong and wet. And leave me alone with Burns. He's more boring asleep than awake. I think I'm getting delirious. I'm just having warm, friendly thoughts about the gourmet leftovers at the 4077 Chow Line. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again is my good pal, Simon. Uh, gentleman. Unfortunately, Al will not be with us. He couldn't join us for this recording session, so that means he will be out for the next six episodes. He will be missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got to work. He's got a job. Yeah, psh, what's up with that? Come on. Yeah, no, slacker. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 7, The Bus. It's the 79th episode overall. It's directed by Gene Reynolds, written by John D. Hess, originally aired on October 17th, 1975, and the production code is G512. Penny for your thoughts, Frank. For God's sake, why? Looked important. Spore-heads all puckered up. So are all my inwards. Radar, I don't remember this road being this terrible. There's nothing the matter with the road, Pierce. You're just feeling punk. <laughs> Me? I'm in fine fettle. I've never felt fettler. You're telling me you're not hungover? Oh, that's what it is. I thought somebody painted a base coat of buzz on my tongue. Well, don't think I didn't see how much you drank at the medical conference. You were disgusting. How about me, Frank? You weren't so bad. Really? I was trying to be disgusting, too. Okay, so plot summary for this one. Vader is driving Hawkeye, BJ, Potter, and Frank in a bus back from a medical conference when they get lost. They stop to see if they can find anything they recognise, and when they decide to turn around, they find that the bus won't start. Vader goes off in the middle of the night for the latrine and does not immediately return. Stricken, Hawkeye wants to set out to find him, only to be stopped by Potter. An injured Korean surrenders to get medical help from Hawkeye and BJ. Upon Vader's return, the Korean helps repair the bus and get them out of danger. We can't be lost. We are, Frank. I've been lost before, and this is exactly what it looks like. Anybody got a compass? I got a neat one in San Francisco. What are you doing? The breeze is coming from that direction. Thank you. Now all we have to do is trade the bus for an airplane. Colonel? Yeah, Radar? We may not be lost. How so? I think I remember that tree. Radar, that tree has the same face as every other tree. Your marbles are shifting. I say we go on. I say we go back. Each officer will go 100 yards in a different direction. See if we can find any signs of village life or other roads. 100 yards, no more. 100 yards? In these woods? Well, take one of the enlisted men with you, Major. 
All right, so uh, I think Ahmed has our one and only guest star this time around. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Soon Tech played Korean soldier. Now, Soon had appeared in five episodes of MASH, this being his second episode. He has appeared in many TV shows such as Kung Fu, Hawaii Five-0, Charlie's Angels, Trapper John MD, TJ Hooker, Magnum PI, and he also appeared in the brilliant James Bond film The Man with the Golden Gun. Sadly, he dropped his golden bullet pretty quickly by appearing in Quincy. (laughs) They all appear in Quincy. What are you beating your gums about, Major? Well, Colonel, I don't think you appreciate the true nature of our situation, uh, gravity-wise speaking. Unless I'm mistaken, we're lost, we can't move, we've got no food or water, no blankets, no communications. Night is falling. We're maybe right now in enemy territory. An enemy that would think nothing of giving us bamboo manicures right up to our knuckles. (laughs) Followed by boiling egg drop colonics. Does that sound like the proper appreciation, Major? Pretty much, sir. Thank you. All right, so let's go ahead and just start the discussion on this episode. Uh, do you want to start us off? Yeah, no, I really, quite, I really like this episode. Again, they, they, we seem to be having a good run of episodes once uh, uh, Mike Farrell turns up. But uh, there's some great little comedy moments in this, like BJ peering out of the window doing his eyebrow riddling. I, I that was awesome, that. yes. I don't know if that was scripted or if that was impro. I don't know, but it was brilliant. It didn't um, feel scripted at all. But no. I'm, I'm, It may have been, but it definitely didn't feel it. Um, Frank obviously being a sneak with the chocolate. And you just think... Really, you know, again, it's one of the things where there's only a few of you on there. I mean, yeah. I think it was a Hershey bar as well. And yeah. with all respect, Hershey's aren't that great. You know, <laughs> here's a, here's a hey, 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 hey. Oh, Hershey's on, are your, the best. You come on. had your fill of Cadbury's over the past <laughs> few It's true, I did, yes. <laughs> but I'm still a Hershey at heart, born and raised. So. Oh, oh, God, I, I thought you would have turned. Um, uh, you know, and Potter, Potter versus Frank, you know, they're talking about radar looking through the, the girls' tent. Steady, guys. Huh? I think it's agreed we all like him. Except whoever wrote me anonymously that Radar was selling tickets to the hole in the nurse's shower. Well, it wasn't me. Why would I think it was you? Because I know people think that that's just the kind of thing I might do. Well, why did you do it? Because I felt it was my duty. I thought you said you didn't do it. I thought I did too. Uh, you know, I mean, how hypocritical is that of Frank, you know, somebody yeah. knocking off the head nurse? It's a great episode. I, I really enjoy it. I, I love the fact that the Korean soldier is the one who fixes the bus, you know, and he looks so happy about it. I, I don't know if all Korean soldiers are, were that happy to, you know, to, to, to be captured. Yeah. Or to, maybe he did give up. He did surrender to him. Well, he, he did give up, and he knows that the U.S. treat their, you know, POW or, yeah, prisoners of war nicely. You know, so I mean, he he's like, all right, no more fighting. I get to go relax in some you know camp and until the war is over. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, it's all it's good. The ideal, it's the ideal way to fight a war, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone just gave up, the world would be a better place. <laughs> no, I agree. I totally agree with you. Um, it was a very I wrote wrote my notes here. Enjoyable episode because it was. It was a very enjoyable episode. Lots of strong, um, you know, acting cred to the, the five actors that were there. Uh, it's still weird to me that all every single main doctor is on this bus at some seminar. So what no, do they no. do? They do they close down the mash unit? <laughs> like no no no, sorry, all of our doctors at our conference. You know, wounded can't come here. Yeah, and, and or the, does uh, this mis- mysteriously you know B group of doctors that they somehow have come into well, play? 
Yeah, we said this before that there, there is a B group that you know because they do say all all doctors to report to. You just don't see them, and I I've got a suspicion that on the other side of the hospital there's like a parallel universe. There's another like <laughs> a mirror mash unit where they're just not as fun. <laughs> yes, yes, the cameras never go over on that side of the camp. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, no, I, I really liked the Potter background. You know, mm. we got some more information about him being a World War One prisoner. World War One, Argonne Forest. Lost and hungry then, too. Couldn't find my outfit. After three days, I was ready to eat my socks. Nothing to do but wait. Well, at least everything turned out all right. Right. I was taken prisoner. They shaved my head and beat me to a pulp. Uh, his first love, you know, was a great story. It was back in World War One. In the Argonne Forest. After Chateau Thierry, actually. I took a load of gas that blinded me temporarily. Spent over a month in a French hospital with my eyes bandaged. Nurse's name was Colette. Colette. The darkness I lived in was relieved only by the sound of her voice, touch of her hand. And finally the day came for the bandages to come off. When they undid the last of them, there she was, Colette. Ed? I pretended I was still blind. And that was your first romance. Yeah, but I couldn't have handled it without the bandages. <laughs> I just liked, I liked all of the interactions. Oh, of course, except for Frank. Frank, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised anymore what comes no. out of his mouth. No. But still, it irks me every single time he does something stupid. <laughs> you know, when he, when he's, you know, he pushes radar aside to fix the, the, the bus. He, you know, radar starts it like he says, and he gets shocked because he has a metal screwdriver poking it in there. And then he gets all upset at Radar for it. And it's just like, that's just so typical, typical mm. Burns. You get in the driver's seat. And when I tell you to turn her over, turn her over. Roger. Roger, we'll go, sir. You know anything about engines, Major? Oh, I took a lot of shop in high school. I wouldn't take shop from anyone. You planning to fix it or buy it, Frank? Oh, hardy har. This is all getting more than a little uncomfortable, spooky-wise speaking. Turn her over! Are you crazy? I did what you said! That's the last thing he needs. Give me that, Frank. I'm against capital punishments. Oh, I've done all I can do. It's now in the hands of the Almighty. Yeah, it still like annoys he, me. Well, he does the same thing, doesn't he, when he, he, he kind of messes up in the OR, like he blames a nurse when it's yes. really his fault. Yes, yeah. So I shouldn't, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't let it bother me, but it does. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that, this is really a well-written character, that he annoys me so much to this level that, you know, it upsets me. Like, really upsets me. <laughs> like, like I, I, I hate that character. That If he was, oh, yeah. I, see, I'm getting upset now just talking about it. He, he just, he's a, such a horrible character. Yeah, but so well written. I mean, he's needed, but still. Well, that's what again, as we said before, that's the to the credit of Larry Linville again. Yes, yes, that he can play that character so well. You know, uh, everyone loves to hate him. So, <laughs> oh, um, I did like. <laughs> I know I did like the fact that we found out that Frank didn't have sex before marriage. Yeah, she was really warm for my form. And did you oblige? I couldn't. Creep. I wanted to save myself for Miss Wright. Miss Wright? Orville and Wilbur's sister. She invented the first airplane stewardess. I'm referring to the present Mrs. Burns. Neither which of us approved of that sort of happiness before marriage. Hmm. 
Um, I thought that was a really, I mean, it didn't surprise me because he's ultra religious, but you know, I liked, I, that's one thing about that I liked about this episode was that we did these little, just little details of the, uh, the characters' backgrounds. You know, we'd never heard that before. We didn't know that his wife is technically the only woman he's ever slept with. Well, other than Houlihan. Yeah, obviously he's, he's been making up for, um, you know... <laughs> yeah, lost, lost time there. Lost yeah. in the sweet shop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's why you should always taste before you buy them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed this episode. Mm. Colonel, look what I found. A walkie-talkie. Only thing is, the other one's back at the camp and it's busted. Any Allied personnel, this is Major Frank Burns, MASH 4077. SOS and Mayday, come in, any Allied personnel? Major, there have to be two of those things. Someone else has to have the other one, and he has to be on your frequency. It's no fun alone, Frank. What is? Any Allied personnel, can you read me? I'll give you my location. Can you read me? Major, the other end of that gizmo is on the Fritz, and 20 miles from here. It only carries half a mile when it does work. Any Allied personnel, here is my position. Uh, there is a fighter plane approaching, and uh, when I say now, the jet will be directly over my head. Now! <laughs> Frick, the thing's a thousand feet up and going 500 miles an hour. By the time you said now, the plane was in its hangar and the pilot was in his jammies. I was just trying to help. Stop trying. That should help right off. Nothing like a little appreciation. It's busted. All right, it's time for some behind the scenes. I have the first one. The weapon carried by the North Korean soldier is a German MP40. While this might seem like a goof, many weapons from the stocks of the German Wehrmacht, including the MP40, later wound up in the arsenal of developing countries supplied by any of the former allies. Some have been known to be used in the Korean theater of war. Uh, this was the only episode not to be filmed at the camp. All scenes occur on the bus in the countryside. In essence, just outside of the camp. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Down in Malibu Canyon Park. That's where it was go. all filmed. BJ says he spent a week with Frank in command. Fine leadership. What would you do? If this unit were still my command, you'd soon find out. I spent a week with you in command, Frank. You lost me when you rigged the toilet seats to rise to attention. Only for inspection. Since we know Colonel Pollard arrived on September 19, 1952, this places Frank in command of the 4077th during the middle of September, so Henry and Trapper must have shipped out in early September of 1952. I thought about that when he mentioned it. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there is anything, I, mean, I know we've mentioned this before, and I, I have kind of thought about doing it, uh, is to do the map, uh, the MASH timeline map. Oh, you know what? Have you checked online to see if someone's tried to do one? Because that would be next to impossible, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be a fun project. It wouldn't make sense, would it? Anyway, and and loads of things. But uh, I don't know. I haven't got any time to do that. (laughs) Maybe maybe one of our listeners can do it and they get a T-shirt. There you go. (laughs) We can do that. Hawkeye writes Kilroy on the bus window directly beneath BJ, who has his hands on the window and is peering over the edge like the famous World War II era graffiti. Uh, the whole Kilroy was here image and slogan was a running gag for American servicemen who scrawled it all over the place in the Pacific and in Europe. Now, according to the New York Times, Kilroy may have been James Kilroy, a welding inspector who would write Kilroy was here to mark his inspections. Mm, I, was, but, uh, I was wondering about that. Yeah, so modern, old style graffiti. I wonder if uh, it's yeah. as expensive as Banksy's are now. I, I <laughs> 
With all four of the 407 regular surgeons attending the medical conference, it is not explained who would be around to attend the wounded back at camp. There we go. Uh, I just mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. In this episode, you really begin to see a darker direction for the character of Frank Burns. You also begin to see Frank becoming more paranoid and even a little hint of schizophrenia. That is true because you do start to see his downward spiral here going, you know, pretty madly. Yeah, 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 big time. Especially there's a, I think there's what two episodes from now. It's he's extremely paranoid. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Hmm. There's something out there. Will you stick that in your holster? Is it radar? I wish I was home. I wish you was home too, Frank. He's attacking. He wants us to surrender. Either that or he's asking if this bus goes downtown. Oh, the shoes are down. He's surrendering to us. Uh, good thing for him. I can plug an ace of hearts at 50 feet. I'll remember that if we're attacked by a bridge club. Let's go. All right, fella. All right, you're okay now. He's got a gash in his leg. Oh, get, I'll break out the kit. I wouldn't touch him. He's probably booby-trapped. Could go off in our faces. Burns, don't start going on about going off. Let's get him inside. You may be right, Frank. I think what he's done is he's cut a gash in his leg, inserted a grenade, and disguised it with his own blood. Boy, are they clever. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the Internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And we have a website, and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at our Mash online store? And that's at www.zazzle.com slash mash. 4077 podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 podcast. All right, so I guess that's going to do it for this episode. I think both of us really enjoyed this episode. It's definitely a thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I am Kenny. Uh, I am Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Nick a time. I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. May the first cavalry forgive me. I think in the future we should always stash something to eat on this bus. Make a note of that, Radar. Yes, sir. Like one of us could just uh, fill a ditty bag full of chocolate bars and stuff. Because when you're really hungry, you could fall asleep when you're not supposed to. Right, Major? Hey! Wait a minute. I just remembered. Now, maybe... Maybe... Wait. Oh! Ha! 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 Looky here! What luck, huh? Ha! Ha! How about that? Colonel? Huh? And, uh, Corporal? Uh-huh. And you guys? Thanks, Frank. Thank you, Frank. And uh, this is mine. Mm-hmm. Home radar. Hi. 
Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series, and we're doing that by uh, watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode, and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen. Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Ragtag Fugitive Podcast, and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior? Plank down your cubits and come on over. And let's play a game of Pyramid, the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. By your command. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. It's the 70... Herkai? Hmm, interesting name. And he's peeving over the edge like the famous uh, uh, World War II.